We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So one of my favorite things to do when I'm bored is head on over to my bookie. You know my bookie. They're a sponsor here on the show. And check out some of these crazy prop bets they have going on. So uh, obviously on my book, you can bet on any sports stuff you want. We got March Madness coming up. Uh, NBA is in full swing. Uh, MLB just around the corner. Uh, but on top of that, you got some other very fun stuff on here. So obviously religion. You can bet on the next Pope. Not a big expert in that field, but I did look at that the other day. I was clicking around the second ago, and uh, entertainment caught my eye. Some really interesting stuff here, guys. So if you like Game of Thrones, obviously the final season's coming up soon. We got Game of Thrones death matchups. Who will die first? So you got Arya Stark versus Sansa Stark. Arya Stark's uh, uh, the favorite there. Minus 190, Sansa plus 135. Euron Greyjoy versus Theon Greyjoy. Uh, Euron is the favorite. Varys versus Bronn. Uh, Varys is the favorite there. The Mountain versus the Hound. Uh, the Mountain is a is a big favorite because he's kind of already dead, right? Spoilers. Uh, Melisandre versus Davos Seaworth. Jamie Lannister versus Tyrion Lannister. Jon Snow versus Bran Stark. Cersei versus Daenerys, Tormund versus Brienne, Brienne, excuse me, and Gilly versus Hot Pie. So that's some fun stuff on there. Uh, you got real life death matchups. Let's see, little Regis Philbin versus Bob Barker. Uh, here's kind of a kind of a dark one here. Who will die first? This is this is dark, my bookie. You got Jerry Lee Lewis, Woody Allen, Bill Cosby, Roman Polanski, Jerry Sandusky, Harvey Weinstein, and Subway Jared. Uh, yeah, that's that one's is uh, a little bleak. Uh, but like I'm saying, there's all kinds of stuff on here that's interesting. It's not just sports. Me personally, I love to get on and look at the uh, the esports lines. Overwatch League Season 2 is going on right now. It's been great so far. Uh, Vancouver Titans, New York Excelsior dominated the league. Uh, but they get they get lines on those matchups. They got all kinds of other esports. Obviously, I already mentioned the mainstream sports you got on here. Um, you also got MMA, NHL. There's golf on here. I know we got, we got a lot of golf fans on the show. Boxing, tennis, soccer, you name it. Uh, it's here on my bookie. So check it out. Head over to my bookie, start a new account, use our code SHARK25, uh, and you're going to get $25 of bonus cash when you sign up. If you put in over $100 in your first deposit, you're going to get a uh, deposit match on that. Uh, and I really I can't encourage you guys enough. It's a fun site. I already told you some of the fun stuff you can do on there. Uh, and it's a great way to bet online uh, with my bookie at Simple. Um, you bet, you win, you get paid. It's that easy. Use our code SHARK25. All right, guys, we got another sponsor for you on the show. I've been talking about it for a few weeks now. I'm talking about our friends at TixBlitz, the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network. Unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in extra fees and unexplained service charges, at TixBlitz, the price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event, concert, or Broadway show of your choosing. So head on over to TixBlitz.com, enter promo code ARMCHAIR. That's the important part at checkout. Receive 5% off. So that's TixBlitz, T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com, promo code ARMCHAIR, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R, TixBlitz. Guaranteed seats, guaranteed emotions. All right, guys, let's get on to the show. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, your weekly dispatch from the dystopian reality that is Old Miss Athletics. I'm your host, Justin Sanders, coming to you on a Wednesday, middle of the week episode, uh, halfway through, more than halfway through, hump day is over. Uh, we're talking about 
Old Miss's triumphant return and uh, quick exit from the NCAA tournament. Uh, some other things. I got my co-host John Stefanczyk with me, of course. What's up, John? How you doing, buddy? We're good. Hump, hump days here. Come and go. Mm-hmm. It's always we'll a good feeling. On. Get it behind us. Uh, you weren't. You were. Uh, you were traveling last week. Is that right? Yep. Didn't have you. Did, Chicago for a few days. Did you? Uh, did you enjoy? I don't know if you listened. Uh, Austin Miller and Ryan McDermott on to preview March Madness. I listened to most of it. Thought it was pretty good. They they helped. I, I haven't checked my bracket, but they helped me make a bracket that last I looked was uh was tops in our podcast group. So uh, so shout out to the Land Sharks group. I think ten out of twelve or fifty percent or higher nationally. Pretty good. You're in the 99th percentile. Yeah, it's by far the best I've ever done. Now let me bring in our our other guests here uh, so we can discuss in full. Of course, we got our friend Wes and Dean, returning champion, been on the show many times before. How you doing, buddy? Hey, pretty good. Uh, I have a quick impression I want to try to do. Okay. All right. <clears throat> okay. This is uh, – I'm going to try to do a Hank Hill. Mark Bianco is my baseball coach. It's an okay That's Hank Hill. It's not do. terrible. It's yeah. Not, it's good. I, yeah, yeah I Hank Hill my... would defend Bianco. And obviously, if you don't know, folks, uh, Wesson is the preeminent Mike Bianco hater, totally out on this season on this team. John, I think – and we're going to get into baseball later. We're going to talk about Kermit first, but – I think if somehow this team turns out to pull, like they get hot, they turn it around. There needs to be some sort of a punishment for Wesson that he commits to. Like he has to own this somehow because he is Wesson. You are all in on uh, being locked up in this team. So, well, what's the negative scale? There's Table Cobbleson. Well, yeah, he's he's so negative. I don't even think he watches the sports or anything. And then there, and then there's uh, there's Table Cobbleson. There's me, and then there's Wes on Bianco. Where where does Wes no, on Bianco? I think well, if, as far as baseball, he's more negative than you at this point. I think you're more seeing well. Well, they got so they can figure it out. Maybe I think Wes is just completely yeah. Regular season's done. fake news. Wes is pissed. He he's this. He's just this side of the table. Cobbleson pissed. Well, okay. table Cobbleson's so pissed he's disinterested. I think he is. But but that's a teaser. We'll talk about we'll talk about baseball later. I'll, I'm back on the bracket group now. So yeah, I'm in the 99.2 percentile. I think that's how you read it, right? 99.2. On the far right, by far the best I've ever done. Uh, Neil McMillan, ninety-eight point five, very good. Uh, let's see, John. John, you fell, you fell down to eighty-six because you had Ole Miss going to the Final Four. That probably hurt you a little bit. Eighty-six uh, percentile. That's good. If I wasn't my homer shit, I'd be all over this. Wait, wasn't which one of these brackets is yours? What's your bracket called? Uh, I think it's Kermit. Kermit Davis is my dad. Okay, so yeah, you're eighty-six as well. You're tied with John there. Uh, I believe that's Jacob Threadgill there at 90 in, in third place. He made a, a come from behind. Uh, and, of course, thanks to everybody that joined our bracket. Um, worth noting, our uh, our experts from last week are 8th and 10th out of 12 in the group. But they did a great job. Did you guys read uh, the article that Austin had up on LandSharksAfterDark.com? I thought he did a really good job with that. Good. It was great. Had some picks in there. Um, previewed the Oklahoma game. That. Yeah. I didn't know. Oh, that's cool. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, go, yeah for sure. go check I didn't it out know he put an article um, I'm not sure how many of his picks came to fruition. Obviously, he did a good job previewing Ole Miss and Oklahoma's strengths. Of course, he did pick Ole Miss to win. That did not turn out to be the case. Um, let's, let's talk about that game a little bit. I want to say it really seemed to me like Oklahoma's tournament experience was kind of a, a big boon for them. Obviously, nobody on this Ole Miss team has played any, any game bigger than maybe like at Syracuse in the NIT, that game they won when Terrence Davis was like a sophomore or a freshman. Um, or I think it would have been a sophomore, right? It was two years ago. Uh, yeah, and it was a big stage, and they kind of got off to a slow start, and Oklahoma was just nailing every shot. Ole Miss's defense wasn't really rotating. This was, um, what, Friday morning, I guess it would have been. Uh, unfortunately, I was I was at Buffalo Wild Wings. My boss wanted to go watch the game there. It was a, it was a complete nightmare. Of course, Buffalo Wild Wings in Risley, Mississippi for the Ole Miss tournament game was just that that Buffalo Wild Wings is already incredibly packed all the time. But you know, I would have much preferred to like bring my lunch and watch at my desk and like silent silently fume. But whatever, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, what did you guys think about this game? Other than the fact that Ole Miss obviously got like destroyed pretty thoroughly, one of the worst losses of the first round. If you lose at noon on Friday, it never happened. That's my policy. That's not a bad policy. <laughs> 
Yeah. But well, they, did, I mean, they did get that experience. Now they've been to the tournament one year now. You know what? They can build off this, right? Sure, sure. I mean, to me, it's like the fact that we were even there was, uh, I was, you know, it's like this whole season because Kermit's such an elite coach. It's been like happy go lucky. I don't mm-hmm. have the baseball angst for Kermit. With basketball games. Right, yeah. Well, I'm saying I don't I, because I know he's such a good coach. It's like, well, hell, if, if we lose this game, it's because, well, we just don't have the depth. We don't have the talent mm-hmm. on the whole team. It's just like, you know, I mean, he's – hell, he's not going to get – he's not going to get out coached. I mean, I, I, I'll trust his – Yeah, I, I like that, and you're right. Like, you can't go into every game thinking you're definitely going to win because of the talent deficiency this past year. But it does, like, as far as at least they're going to, I think, play hard and keep the game close, which they did against, like – Tennessee and Kentucky and those those two late games in the season. It reminds me a little bit of that feeling that you had like 2014 on the football, like the defense, like when when another team would throw a pass or something. You just knew that the Ole Miss defense was going to get the job done because they were so good that year. It's kind of that quiet confidence. I feel that same way about Kermit's coaching. Uh, at least through one season, he's he's never really dropped the ball. Um, and that's a good, that feels good going into season two. It's about to be a really busy time for Kermit. We were talking before the show about grad transfers. Um, obviously, we're hoping that there can be a, a big talent influx into the program here. I don't think that uh, there's going to be a lot of carryover, at least in the post from, from this year. Obviously, Stevens is gone, Bruce Stevens. Uh, it sounds like Dominic Golanichek is going to be going back to Poland or Europe to play basketball, probably, um, I, which I think makes sense. I mean... I think Kermit got everything he could out of out of Dom this year, and it's not really gonna it's not gonna happen on a consistent SEC type level. So, you know, that's fine. I'm more I'm more interested in basketball recruiting than football recruiting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because Kermit, it's like that's what happens when you get an elite qualified coach and you hire him. And he knows what the hell he's doing. I mean, he has a consistent plan of and who he wants to go after, and he's kicking he and sell out the hell out of the program. I mean, it's, it's a good fit. I mean, it's just. This the sky's the limit with him. I mean, it's just you know he's going to want to take it. Who knows where? It's really good places, places that Hope Ole Miss so. fans like me included, you know, thought that we would never like see. And and part of that too is just like making the Ole Miss basketball brand more marketable. Because mm-hmm. you know, obviously showing up to the tournament, saying, hey, you know, these, you know, he's a great coach. They can they can play. You know, kind of. Yeah, get yeah. that. Um, he he won SEC I mean, it, Coach of the Year. Uh, from even the, better. Yeah, even more. Even more exposure. That helps with the with the recruits as well. I mean, it's a. I, I think having that kind of success in year one is um, is huge. Uh, and Will Wade getting busted. That was pretty funny. Um, yeah. that'll help with that Kadeem Sai guy. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't know what's what's going on with the Will Wade case exactly, but I, I don't think we talked. Have we talked about on the show the other LSU scandal? John, do you know about this? The uh, the foundation that um. Ooh. This is juicy. It seemed like uh, LSU boosters were, were giving money to this hospital foundation that was then buying plane tickets and making cash payments to uh, to athletes' parents and stuff like that. Have you heard about this? So they got so they were they pulled a freeze and were sloppy and got caught. Is that and what happened? I guess they were sloppy. Honestly, it's brilliant. I mean, you're basically you're telling. Boosters, yeah, and you're, you're, you're hiding because you're putting it through this like hospital yes, like, it's nonprofit. Tax, it's, it's tax deductible. Yeah, it's disguising those payments as like donations, so they can just like cover it, it up. It honestly was was a brilliant idea. I'm sad that it didn't work out for them. Uh, we'll see if anything happens on the NCAA front, but I think uh, they're at least going to hear about it. Here, I'll pull the article up. Um, it was Our Lady of the Lake Foundation. So the headline says, um, let me "Close this out." The headline on the advocate says, Our Lady of the Lake fundraiser John Paul Foons took $810,000 and acted alone, audit says. So, of course, that makes perfect sense. Um, let's see. Diverted more than $810,000 of donations for his own use. At least some of the money was used improperly to pay the parent of an LSU athlete. Um, do, 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 I'm trying to get down where it talks about the here we go. over several years he orchestrated a series of fraudulent transactions that involved the purchase and distribution of gift cards sound familiar charter flights and payments to individuals including forged documents invoices and signatures he misled hundreds of people in and outside of our organization the statement said um, so yeah that's going to be really fun the forensic investigation also revealed two instances between Foons and LSU um LSU confirmed that Lake officials told the University General Council of the two findings involving Funes. 
Um, he reportedly gave foundation money to the parent of an LSU athlete, ostensibly as wages for a job. Uh, yeah, so that's that's a that's a good one. I just like the idea of having a foundation where you could tell boosters, hey, you could help get a player to play at LSU, and you can write it off on your taxes. I mean, that's that's next level. That's well beyond anything Freeze could have uh, could have come up with. That's some that's a professional cheating right there. Well, I want to say I'll say this too that what I know from talking to people, some people uh, in Oxford, like a lot of times, it, this I'm sure they still do it this way, but. You know, with with Chris Jones, for example, mm-hmm. you know they what they do in State and Ole Miss. What I've kind of understood is, you know, they'll kind of do what LSU did, but instead of doing it through a hospital, they do it through a church. Okay, and, yeah, yeah. And so I, like, I've heard so, that so yeah, yeah. You you donate to the church and stuff, and you know, you donate to the church that usually a family member or parent of that athlete goes to. Right. So then, yeah, they get the money through like a church foundation <laughs> or something. Still, Newton Congregation of God. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, Wes? Cecil Newton did that, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, that the, they'll never touch. They'll they'll touch a hospital nonprofit, but like they'll ne- for some reason like they just will never yeah. touch a church. Yeah, they'll never touch a church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm surprised LSU didn't it's do that. It's brilliant. Yeah, it is. It's very smart. Why well, didn't freeze funnel money through a church? It seems I don't know. too I mean, perfect. Like, Maybe he thought he was above it. Well, no, I think they did. Yeah, I'm sure they, he did. They, they tried to get Chris Jones, but at the end of the day, they couldn't. Like. Because um, Chris Jones' mom was like, one, Chris Jones' coach is a huge state I was guy. Say, and I then, think his coach was in on it too, yeah. But the thing is, too, his mom was like, so she was like, so you committed to state first, so you need to, you know, honor you need to word. honor yeah. honor this, you know. And, of course, I think, like, he wanted X amount of dollars to go to Ole Miss, and, like, Ole Miss was like, no, we can't, we can't give you that. Well, so we ended up going to state. Silly. I guess we already tapped out that year. We had to. We were already making the secret <laughs> bid on Laramie Tunsil that to go behind George's back and FSG. I've and all heard that. Chris wanted fifty. That doesn't sound like very much. I know, but apparently we couldn't handle it. Go figure. That's, yeah, that's that's amateur shit. I don't, but at the same time, that is amateur shit. I can't even imagine uh, Chris Jones and Kim Dietz on the line at the same time. That just would have been more talent to waste for freeze. It would have been just even more annoying. So it's fine. Whatever. Uh, uh, him and like Kim Dietschy and like DJ Jones and Woody Hamilton and uh, Channing Ward on the same silly. line together. Oh my well, 14, god! Fourteen, they had that guy from Madison Central too. The senior, what, Br- Brian? Oh yeah, Brown. Brian. Ben- yeah. He's my age. Yeah, no, he I mean, all Brian the Bennett, that's together. his name. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Um, so back to Kermit. Obviously, yeah, great first year for the the first year coach at Ole Miss. Good job, Ross Bjork. Uh, I will say. Um, it's cool and all. It's cool to hire a coach from a mid-major that can take an existing roster and take them to the tournament in year one. That's cool. But if they had hired a real coach, just someone with the reputation, um, maybe they could have gone to the tournament in year four and lost to Liberty in the opening round. You know, that's that's what a real coach does, like a a uh, a coach with the reputation. So oh, what what we might fired. what we might have. Yeah, yeah that man. that definitely took the sting <laughs> off of uh. Getting blown out by Oklahoma. <laughs> State fans had about five hours to gloat before uh, they exited against Liberty's first ever NCAA tournament win. Did you see Hugh? Uh, and Hugh Freeze fulfilled. I was hoping he would do this. He, he and he t- did. He tweeted about it and uh, kind of took a victory lap on that one. That's that's. Um, I, I don't like Hugh Freeze at all. I think his Twitter is an abomination. I wish he would just go away forever. But for once, I enjoy something he posted. Uh, Hugh Freeze gloating about Liberty beating State in the NCAA tournament. That's that's glorious. That's pure freeze right there. And all my State coworkers didn't really even talk about it. And I just whistled Dixie like, <laughs> you know, how you doing, guys? And not even bring it up. No, dude. So State fans immediately acted like they never cared at all. And they're just like, it's baseball. Yeah. They're, they're like, I'm actually more mad that we lost to Auburn in baseball tonight. I don't care about basketball at all. I mean, it's really sad. That's I mean – I I don't feel bad for uh for Moorhead or that's not their that's their football coach who's the uh, who's the basketball coach Howland I don't feel bad for him because uh, he's kind of a goon and and I just I don't think he's a good coach but it is funny that they have this like quote unquote big name coach and the support for their program is just abysmal like they care so much more about the women's team uh it's kind of crazy I don't know I mean maybe I'm just being sexist but. I don't. I, you don't see that. I don't think you see that in a lot of other places. Maybe like at UConn, but see, even at UConn, they're a big basketball, like men's basketball school too. So 
I don't really know of any other school where the women's basketball team is more popular than the men's basketball team. Well, the thing is, too, state actually has a really proud, you know, basketball tradition, like men's basketball tradition. It's yeah, just the last few years, right? I mean, they went to yeah, the Final yeah. Four in '96. Well, yeah, I know. It's just like that. That with this team, like they were expecting a lot more. I guess and, so, but they got a five seed. I mean, that's pretty damn good. But at the same time, if we got a five seed, and obviously there were several 12-5 upsets this year, um, but still, I, I think if, if if you get a five seed, you hope that you can knock off Liberty, you know? Well, yeah, and this is the thing with State, though. Like, when that, something like that happens, they just kind of pretend, like, kind of write it off. Like, oh, this doesn't exist. Like, we're calling Dan Moen Don Merlin's. Like, we'll call him by his real name. It's kind of like that's just kind of this weird, like, uh-huh. okay, that's you, – you know, you can do you. I'll just – quietly judge you in my office <laughs> that's, that's them that's, that's them for it but yeah uh what any other any other games from the first weekend of the NCAA that you guys enjoyed um let's see Tennessee I, Iowa was fun yeah that was a good game John yeah, did you watch any uh UCF it feels like they did everything right yeah oh yeah that was a good game too man what a heartbreaker for them I guess just trying for best playing look sometimes you just get lucky on these things yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, we know that Kansas out of the gym. Michigan City of Auburn can shoot that well against Carolina. Auburn almost lost on Thursday too. Like Auburn really almost lost to New Mexico State. They got lucky. Yeah, they were playing like shit in the end of that game. Like that was crazy. I want, I want because Bruce Pearl with the NCAA history, man. It's like, oh my god, I want them to go and like and win it because then we can say we beat the national champion twice <laughs> yeah that would be cool I mean, this, Auburn... is, this is like your thing about lsu you want lsu to yeah. win you just want to see like people with with uh i want to see the people in power have to give that trophy to a cheater and that look on their face of hopelessness and despair yeah i live Pearl... off that kind of stuff <laughs> Pearl's charges obviously he did a lot worse shit and obviously he just had to fire an assistant for being involved in the FBI scandal and all of that, but the actual thing they got Pearl on was like stupid as hell, like the barbecue at his house and all that. Oh yeah, here's the thing. Uh, you know that assistant was Steve Forbes, the really good coach that was. Um, I think he's at East yeah, Tennessee. East Tennessee, yeah. But that, you're saying that was at Tennessee, but no, Pearl just had to fire somebody at Auburn. Oh no! Well, I was talking about originally, like yeah, okay, no, wrong but I'm saying miscommunication. Still, but Steve yeah, Forbes yeah, yeah. was the ball he, guy. He, but the thing is. This is great because, like, Forbes, he got a show cause because the NCAA wanted him to clip on Pearl. And Steve Forbes is loyal, and he's like, nah, hmm. I ain't a rat. So they gave him, like, a two-year show cause, and then he just, like, said, all right, fine, and, like, went to some JUCO and, like, won big in Florida and then got the job after his two-year show cause was up at That's funny. East well, Tennessee, well, which is awesome. Far. So yeah. Bar- Barney's trying to figure out when his loyalty is going to pay off for him. Yeah, I mean, all his, play- all his players just sitting on Miss, dude, um, uh, from Jones. Yeah, uh, that is funny. The Steve Forbes thing. Uh, I was gonna say it didn't. That's kind of similar to to Kermit's past, right? That was uh, he got in trouble yeah. at A and M for that, right? And the uh, I think it was what happened when I was reading is like that the assistant was like helping Kermit cover it up, and then the administration like found out like the the the, the Lee Tyners of the world and oh, man. like turned it over to the NCAA and like screwed him, so he had to like voice. Yeah. What is he doing now? I don't know. Oh, he's at TCU, I think. Oh. He's the, he's yeah, their general right. counsel at you're TCU. Right. That's funny. I actually, um, when I worked for the state, I audited his wife. She had like a flower business. She ran out of her house. And they, they were nice. I mean, they were nice people, but I didn't I didn't talk about the NCAA tournament. I, I asked <laughs> him about it once. That's good. The NCAA investigation? That's good. Yeah, sorry. Not the tournament. <laughs> I asked him about it. He's like, I can't comment on that. I'm like, uh-huh. Well, well of course he can't. We're off the record. Of course he can't. Um, well, I know. I just seen what he'd say. I'm no, thinking. I know. I saw uh, I saw something about the the guy from Mississippi that's like a administrator in Nebraska that quit. Maybe gonna come be the chancellor at Ole Miss. It's not clear yet. I don't know. Oh, that sounds cool. I'm um, man. Apparently, is he qualified? Like, like him. Yeah, I think he's qualified. He was like the chancellor <laughs> of their whole system at University of Nebraska. So, oh, nice. I mean, I don't know. They're they're they hired Scott Frost. So, oh, how long has he been there? Uh, I think since like 2015 or something like that. I would just say, oh man, if he was there, like when if he was one that hired help hire Bo Pelini, I'm like all for it, baby. Bring him down. <laughs> but I, I love Bo Pelini. But I don't know. I really don't know who the uh, who the leading candidates are for chancellor. We're in the no dark idea. on that one. Either. Uh, um, but yeah, so you just got to hope that Kermit, I guess, learned from the uh, those those dalliances decades ago at A and M when he got popped by the NCAA and won't make those same mistakes again. Yeah, and no, I don't. I don't. I don't even I don't know exactly what he did, but something I need to look into. Um, 
Let's see. Obviously, uh, UC Irvine upsetting. Who'd they beat? They beat a four seed. That was cool. I forgot who it was, though. Uh, Kansas State. Yeah, I picked that one. I picked that one in my bracket. Nice. That's why my bracket's so good. My bracket's baller. Um, Do y'all think the SEC teams make it to the Final Four? Let's see. We got Auburn, Kentucky, and Tennessee left in, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope one at least one of them makes it. Don't really care who. I prefer, you know, Auburn or LSU because the NCAA uh, thing. But let's look at let's look at the matchups here. Um, so we got LSU is playing Michigan State, I think. And that's that's gonna be that'll be a good one. Yeah, uh, and then yeah. Houston LSU, is Michigan playing State, Kentucky yeah. too. Kentucky should be able to win that game, I think. Uh, Houston having the Elite Eight if they advance, then the higher seed advances through. They have Duke. No, they have no. uh, Houston they have has Car- have Carolina, and then Tennessee yeah. would go Virginia. Uh-huh. Falls through, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tennessee plays Virginia if they beat Purdue, assuming Virginia beats Oregon, and then LSU would play Duke if they beat Michigan State and Duke beat Virginia Ooh. Tech. And uh, and then if Kentucky beats Houston, they would play either Auburn or North Carolina. Um, okay, so I forgot LSU. So there's four SEC teams left in. Um, didn't Houston's coach just get hired by uh, by Arkansas? I think that's the word on the street is once a tournament over, he's going to take that job. So I wonder Kevin, if that's going to distract him. I don't know. Yeah, but Kevin Sampson, man, he's a hell of a coach. I mean, man, this league was already it's just even getting even better. And then yeah. Buzz Williams is probably going to go to A&M. Was, I mean, that, this league is going to be stacked. No, I was going to say, we already knew about A&M, but now since we last recorded, I think, uh, Bryce Drew is out at Vandy. Avery Johnson's out at Bama, and now Mike Anderson out at Arkansas. If Houston's coach goes to Arkansas, that's a good coach. I was seeing a name for Bama, but I forgot who it was. Did y'all see this? Oh, it's the guy from Buffalo, uh, right? The Nate Buffalo Oates. coach. That's another good. That's another good hire. Not sure who Vandy's going to get, but yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. I think the more good coaches in the league, the better. That 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 way you can go nine to nine and get in and shit like that. You know? Like, yeah, that's, that's the, the better quality teams from top to bottom, and also, uh, you know, Stephen Harvey can shut the hell up because the SEC. Men- basketball is like leaps and bounds better than it was like five years know, ago i didn't know that was one of his things but yeah obviously yeah he's, he's still he rise. constantly gets on his on i, I like pep and i like i love the podcast and everything but he'll like oh you know the sec you know sucks in basketball it's like not it's anymore dude good now. but yeah um, yeah it's I never, pretty damn good I never listen to that show anymore but uh they you know they're smart guys him and bill connelly yeah yeah um, oh yeah they are yeah so i bet i think i'll pick kentucky to beat houston North Carolina to beat Auburn, um, Tennessee to beat Purdue, and Michigan State to beat LSU. That seems that seems right to me. So in the Elite Eight, we'll have Tennessee and Kentucky. In my Final Four, I, love that. I have Tennessee. I like, I like Tennessee being good in basketball again. It just makes the league fun. And hope, yeah, you know, and they're, you know, they're, they, they have a good coach, and they're also they're a team full of seniors. So, you know, that's fine. I'm not super worried about it moving forward. I think this is this is what happens when you – get a veteran team and you coach them up and that's that's cool i like that hopefully in a few years we could be a team like that well i just like i just like seeing other sec teams like going this far that aren't kentucky yeah like i mean i like uh, i like having kentucky no if auburn still, if auburn saying, beat north carolina oh, that'd be awesome it would fuck my bracket oh, but it'd be awesome oh yeah that's great and that's even more sec basketball brand recognition out there but so I, even honestly, more i think notes. bruce is a is a pretty good coach but i i uh i think their team's kind of dumb i don't see that happening and same with that for LSU, they're good, but with their interim coach, I can't imagine them beating Michigan State. That's that's a tall yeah. Task. I mean, the thing is with two with Auburn, it's like I don't think they can stay as hot as they were against mm-hmm. Kansas. I mean, maybe I understand. No, you can't shoot that well every single game. No, I, don't I don't think. I don't think so. I think North Carolina will shut them down, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's their that's your basketball update. Obviously, we'll be keeping an eye on Kermit's recruiting. Graduate transfers, all that stuff. There's also, I think, still a possibility of some uh, some high school recruits that could play next year. Um, I think after the tournament, Henson was talking about a guy that they were trying to recruit. Um, I think he was actually signed with Vandy, but he got his release because uh, they fired Bryce Drew. Yeah, uh, Austin Crowley. Yeah, it's like a six six guard from uh, West Point that plays at Sunrise Christian. Which who else went? To, who else went there? Did Saez go there? Henson. Hinson, yeah, and Hinson, 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 Hinson. Hinson. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, a little pipeline there. So that's a possibility. And then um, there's another guy, I think Jamie and Brakefield, that might uh, – he's a, he's like a 2020 recruit right now. There's a possibility he could reclassify and, and be on campus next year. 
And then you already mentioned uh, Kadeem Sai, who's a, a JUCO guy, um, who's a big man. If they could get him in, that would be huge. If they could get him in like a graduate transfer center, we could actually be really good in the post next year. Obviously, well, and then we're going to have guard uh, play. Yeah, Sean Robinson, the guy from Arizona that we're recruiting really heavily. It's like a 6'11 power forward. But he's, I, a, I think, he's, a, he's a 2020 guy, right? Yeah, but there's apparently been word that he might be able to reclassify too. Oh, really? That would be insane. But obviously, yeah. But yeah. it depends on like – I think it would have to be Brakefield is the guy that inside have to kind of lead it, and then I think he would try to follow. But, wow. you know, we'll see. So I'll have to, yeah. to, to go. Been, yeah, no, it would be. as possible for next year. Though. So, yeah, the future's bright for uh, for Kermit Davis. Good job, Bjork. It pains me to say that. How much turnover basketball roster year to year versus – most a lot of other sports. Yeah, I think part of that's the product of how small the roster is. You know, you have to be really selective with your spots. I I want to talk about too some of the guys, some of the grad transfer, um, most of them are post players that they had a lot after. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about. But they had a lot of wasted spots this year. Um, Yeah, for sure. I think Kermit is is worried about that. That's why he's going to process maybe guys like Zach Naylor. Yeah, offers nothing. Who do you want to talk about grad transfer wise? Uh, well. He's so one of the guys is like a forward, like a six nine, like uh-huh. kind of forward combo center. Um, and he's a guy that plays at uh oh, oh crap. It's like a small college. Um, it starts with a B. Um, um let's see here. Is it? Buck, I think it's like Bucknell. Buck, Bucknell. Bucknell. Yeah. Um, Nathan Sestine. Yeah, he's one of the guys that seems like he'd be a pretty good player. And then the other guy is the the center from Valparaiso uh-huh. um he's the Derek son Smits. yeah okay so he's he's he's, he's banned we're not taking no Valparaiso well, at least hear me out <laughs> this one because his dad um was a famous no. NBA player his no. dad was a famous NBA player for the Pacers and he was known his dad was known as the Duncan Dutchman oh um, I like that I like the Duncan Dutchman go, oh man it's so awesome like he was like a fan favorite in, uh, in Indiana go like you YouTube his like highlights and oh, that's great. he was like a seven foot center. That uh, but Ses- I mean, yeah, I, mean, I understand with Dom at Bucknell averaged fifteen point eight points, uh, eight point five rebounds, fifty three percent field goal percentage. He shot eighty percent from the free throw line. Uh, I love that. Let's look at Derek Smith's stats. He uh, he averaged twelve points this year, five point seven rebounds. Um, shot. He is a. 59% field goal percentage. That's pretty good. He's a center. He's a 7-1 center. That would be huge. Uh, I don't have his blocks on here, but I would hope he got some got some blocks. So here we go. Um, yeah, he averaged one block a game. That's pretty good. That would be legit. Yeah, his dad was the Duncan Dutchman, which is like the greatest NBA name That's pretty good. Ever. Uh, yeah, so that would, it would be huge to get him. Yeah, I like that. I, I'm sure there's a lot of competition for these grad transfers. And there's also a guy – um, that's playing at Louisiana. Played at Louisiana Tech, just like a six-seven, like forward. Anthony Deruji. Um, yeah, he, I think he would be pretty good too. But the thing is, like you know, I know, I know, John. I know you're hesitant about another European center, but I mean, I'll trust Kermit and his staff's evaluation to go get a couple really good grad transfers or multiple to fill yeah. post needs. Yeah, there's. We're not, we're, we're not taking Valpo players. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Um, the policy. Let's see. Oh, this guy. And then it looks like they're in on somebody uh, that would have to sit next year and then play. Noah Horchler has one to play after that. Uh, let's see his stats from North Florida. He. Uh, this is a tweet. That's all. He averaged 16 points this year. Um, and let's see, 9.3 rebounds. So yeah, that would be good to have Sash on the bench for next year. So yeah, Kermit's obviously doing work on the trail. The future is bright. We will keep an eye on that. So that's that's Bjork's success story for the year. Uh, let's talk about I think what Weston would argue is uh, a blim- another blemish on uh, on Ross Bjork's record, the continued tenure of Mike Bianco. Um, I just I want to let you take it away, Wes, because I can't I can't even you. This is your this is your passion project is hating this baseball team. I saw the angst and anger because I was at the Black Monday. I sat behind home plate, and I heckled the umpire the whole time. You were there. You sat behind the home plate against Tennessee Tech. One of my so that is my friend that I 
I get all that that's like knows a lot of the coaching staff football wise like, like hey man like we gotta go to this game and I feel like it's gonna you know I feel like it's gonna be great tonight like I think Ole Miss is gonna break through and it's gonna be special and I was like dude I'm telling you I don't have a good feeling about this it's not gonna be very much fun it's gonna be pretty bad it was and he he's like listen if you go I'll buy you dinner and I was like all right wow, <laughs> so nice. we went and it was terrible <laughs> it was horrible yeah and terrible I would see day. Chase Cockrell strike out again and again and again and again and even with at the bottom of the seventh with the bases loaded. He, he, he well, struck out. Change his name to Chase Cuckrell. Is that true? Yeah, uh, his, yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, he is Chase Cuckrell, yeah. Yeah, might as well be because he can't freaking he's, hit a curveball. trash. God. To, to Chase's credit, he had a, some big hits last night. Uh, he drove in two runs, almost one by three, drove in two in the ninth. Uh, but, yeah, when we saw him starting, he's been starting out right field more. Uh, it's kind of a head-scratcher. Like, he's a, he's another dead spot in the lineup. Um, and his defense is terrible. Like, he, he gives up runs out of the outfield all the time. His defense is almost as bad as Tim Rose. Yeah, it's it's really bad. Um, I mean, it's one thing if you sit in, like, if you sit in, like, like Dillard, like, or, you know, Keenan Wasik just, of course, you know. yeah. But, but he's, he's not. not. Also, yeah, Dillard's defense is fine. He's a much better defender than Chase Cockrell. Oh, absolutely, and he's faster than people give him credit for. Oh, yeah, he's, he's the best base runner on the team, and all that has to do with um, game sense and space ceiling. If Dillard was just a few inches taller, he would kind because his build, he's so stocky. He kind of mm-hmm. remind me of Bane from uh, the Batman, the Dark Knight <laughs> movies. I wish he could like wear like a mask and like break opposing pitchers' backs. Yeah, but yeah, Dillard and Keenan are both still having good seasons at the plate, but the lineup overall is is struggling. Obviously, a big part of that I think we attribute to uh, to Gray kind of not only and here's what's really disappointing is not only is Gray struggling at the plate at times. He's made some crucial errors. Obviously, they just lost the series to Missouri. They lost Friday night, and they lost on Sunday. That that Friday night game, they lose 2-1. One of the runs was given up in the first inning on a terrible error by Greg Kessinger. Uh, that's just unacceptable from your, your junior shortstop that's supposed to be like, well, it's like All-American And quality. this is not fair to say, but that's a play that like Kevin Mort, you remember Kevin Mort? He was one of my favorite Ole Miss shortstops. You know why? Iowa's. This is it's. Because he never really made any errors. He yeah. always filled a ground he ball. He made the coming. routine plays. And so, you know, Zach Cozart would have never missed that. Or Chris Cobb. No, it was, a, or, it was an easy or, play. Not only did he did he not who, make the play, he booted it into the outfield. Who flopped more? Who's having bigger flop junior season? Kessinger or Errol back in 15? I think, see, this is the, the real question. Well, no, is, 15, is, Errol was only a sophomore. Oh, whatever. Errol was a. I uh, think Errol well, maybe was better than Kessinger at the end of the day. That's what it's feeling I like. Say, I would agree. And that, yeah, that's, uh, I and would agree. I, I think we expected as a yeah. freshman that Kessinger was going to have the better career, but it's not working out that way. Nah. I mean, he's a, he's a legacy. He kind of gets to play by the right of being a Kessinger. But yeah, that's I mean, obviously hard I feel to like that's say. what it is. I don't know. Maybe we can turn it around. I still like him, but I think Servideo is a better defender at second base at shortstop in the outfield. Servideo is doing a pretty good job at leadoff hitter. I, I wish they would move Gray down to like six, honestly, or seven. Well, some people say they want Olenek to lead off, but it's like you don't want that either because they're going to – Olenek is so super aggressive. He's going to hit a lot of like first pitches. Yeah, I think Olenek did lead, out, lead off a lot last year when he was on that hitting streak, right? I mean, it's possible. Olenek's having a decent season as well. I mean, yeah, you can say he, he gets a lot of balls to drop in, but – they can exploit his approach, but honestly, five is working out really well for Olenek. Um, I, I like him there. There's there's not a great – I mean, Dillard honestly should be hitting two. You can leave yeah, Keenan at exactly. three. You can put Zabowski at four, Dillard at five. Put Zabowski – nothing more would make me happier than having Zabowski. But you need, you need Zabowski to, uh, to be more consistent. Uh, I think Kevin Graham's a really good option against right-handed pitchers for the DH slot. Um, against lefties is a little more complicated. I think you should probably, I mean, if you want to play Cockrell, just DH him against lefties. Do not put him in right field. Yeah. Like, I would much rather see Tim Elko in right field, or you put Servideo in right field and you put Adams, uh, at, at second base. Um, Adams is doing pretty well. I mean, Adams is, especially if you leave, like, he's a great, like, nine hole hitter. Um, I don't know. I think the rotation is is good. Uh, I'm I'm worried that they lost the series to Missouri, one of the worst offenses in the league, if not the worst offense. Uh, they have a huge test at Arkansas this weekend. I mean, they could easily get swept. Um, then again, you know, they they find a way to win the series on the road. It's a huge. They're they're you know they're back they're back uh, to being okay. But 
Losing at Missouri is really rough in the SEC. You can't afford that. Um, three and three after two of your easiest series on the year. Uh, the one thing I will say, and I've reminded you of this a few times, Wes, is obviously they won two of three against Bama. They lost one game by two or three runs. Bama did beat Arkansas ten to nothing this past weekend uh, in kind of a crazy, unexpected game. So maybe Bama is better than we thought. Maybe Arkansas is beatable. I don't know. We're gonna find out this weekend. Uh, it's gonna be. I don't know. I'm interested to see what happens. I don't know if I'm looking forward to it, but I'm interested to see the outcome. Yeah, I mean, that's, so this, that's fair. So this lineup only has two, three hundred hitters right now. Yeah. Yeah, they're in a bad slump. Back, going Dude. back to Louisville, that's been a slump since then. Yeah, and the thing is, too, they're like, they're hitting below. As a, they're hitting like super, super low. I don't know the exact number against, they're obviously, because they have a lot of left handed batters. They're hitting really bad against left handed pitching, like horribly against left handed pitching. Yeah, they struggle like against really, really they struggle against lefties. Um, that's I think that's why you've seen a lot of cockroach because we Missouri has three lefty starters. I think they they've been trying to figure it out. Um, let's see, baseball. Are there really only three guys over three hundred, John? Uh, Olenek, uh, Dillard, and Keenan are all over three hundred. I haven't looked. Uh, Keenan's at two ninety nine. There's only okay. two. Olenek okay, and... Keenan Keenan slumped down to three hundred, but I'm talking about starters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what's well, like putting in Zach Phillips Sunday against? Yeah, that was a huge Missouri, mistake. Huge, like that. huge mistake. And that's stuff like that Phillips. all year that I've been just so angry with. You could have easily put so could have easily put Tiafi in this after a weather delay. We have you have to lose Connor uh, Connor Green. You have two on, no outs, uh, and you put in Smith. A, a tie game goes down by four immediately. That was that was a crazy. I couldn't he, believe he did that. Well, you mean you, you put you move Zach Phillips back to the midweek, and until he can prove himself otherwise, you know, I, the only thing I can figure is Zach power. Phillips. Zach Phillips must be like a, a practice All American. The 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 amount of tr- chances he gets, um, that is, that was just awful. Uh, yeah. I, so go ahead. Bud's a great messenger. That's why he plays. That's <laughs> So I will say I will say that Keenan at two ninety nine he he does have uh, forty RBIs so I mean I I he's getting it well, done. Kidding aside, Olenek, Dillard, Keenan are getting the job done. Zabowski's getting it done. Two eighty four is getting it done. Kessinger at two sixty is a joke. Uh, his OPS is looks like seven fifty ish. That's 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 crap for what he should be doing. That's crap. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think the biggest problem with Kessinger, in, in addition to defensive errors that just can't happen, is situational hitting. I mean, uh, let's see, he has what? He, he only has 17 RBIs. Um, and literally has 19, to be fair. But I feel like he's had a lot more opportunities. I mean, some of the good news is Cooper Johnson hitting 273 is, is still much improved from last year. Um, he has a, a, over 700 OPS. Um, Sir Video also needs to get that average up, but his on base is uh, up at 447, so that's pretty good. He's doing a good job leading off. Um, well, here's the other thing too with the uh, the bullpen. It's like you, you you have a lot of bodies back there, but you just don't have people that can yeah. come in like and effectively relieve. You know, I haven't, it's like I you, did, I haven't mentioned Knox Laposer, the freshman. He's a he's become an option at DH as well as a righty, so that's something to keep an eye on. He's hitting oh, two sixty three. Yeah, those Him two guys and Graham, can do like a sophomore good job. year. They should, yeah, they they they, they, yeah. Can, they both of them together are just going to be a power. You, you assume Cooper will be gone after this year. Um, yeah, so Poser could is probably the starter next year at catchers. That's going to be interesting. Um, but I, I do feel good about the rotation right now. With I think Etheridge and Nikhazy are a really good one too. Uh, and then I mean Hoagland, he struggled. He has a, he has a four ERA. That's not terrible for oh, a well, freshman. Oh well, that's in the fine. SEC. I'm not mad about that because I mean he's a freshman. You know the I mean, problem I think is Ole Miss has to some. hit on Sunday as well. Like you're yeah. going you're going worst versus worst on starters. Ole Miss, if you have this great offense, you got to hit too. And I think yeah, going up against three lefties is part of it. I think they're in a slump. They need to get their head straight. Um, but they need to start hitting because the schedule's not getting any easier. It's it's getting harder. Um, yeah, just, the thing is, though, is what makes me so angry is like it seems like they're pressing and they're playing like yeah, tight. Are, which Mike Bianco are, is are, yeah. super tight. I mean, going into that stadium last year, you could feel like the tension in the mm-hmm. air. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then too, like when we were down, they stopped the game for a second. They announced like Ryan Rollison going to the Rockies. Yeah, just kind of yeah, like that was terrible. It, it just kind of kind of mess with the flow i'm like huh. well, i mean i understand it i guess but i was kind of like, oh you know 
Yeah. Uh, whatever. And he um, was like, you know, on his phone the whole time. No, I remember. <laughs> Honestly shocked that uh, that they got the win last night in Memphis in AutoZone Park, but it's a 9-6. And they got Arkansas on Friday at 8, uh, Saturday at 3, Sunday at 1.30. Um, North Alabama is the midweek. And then Florida comes to Oxford. The thing is, Florida is not looking uh, – not looking that great. They lost two out of three to state, and they got swept, I believe, by Vandy. Um, so that's 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 good news, I guess, for their prospects at least in that series. They should be able to at least win yeah, two of those. Didn't Florida win the title last year? Did they win the Charles Ward series? Or was it no, year no. Last year was when Arkansas almost won it, and then Oregon. That's state, right, Oregon State. Oregon I'm state thinking won. the year before they they beat LSU. The year I before is when they had those crazy. They had like three number one starters, right? They were crazy. Yeah, well, they were really good last year. I figured they lost a lot of their guys, obviously, the draft. I mean, uh-huh. like, they had but, that really good starting pitcher that was really tall. Yeah. That was, like, really, really good. And they had another – they had, like, that one-two Friday-Saturday punch. And they had, like, they a really some... good – I think uh, yeah. India, right? Yeah. Jonathan India. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was, like – he got drafted, too. I mean, he was, he was a beast. So, I mean, I figured, like, Florida's just one of those years Great, where – she's got a 562-yard – and a 1.6 whip so is he totally useless this year i mean, I mean honestly i was shocked that he was able to get the save last night i think he has had some blow-up innings uh i don't know if he's useless yet but i think he he has a long way to go to be the that they thought he was going to be i guess he the, the good news is they haven't had to use him a ton because either the games have been out of reach or they've almost has been up by a good amount like i don't i don't think he's he shouldn't be fatigued at least not from old miss i mean he did pitch over the summer for team usa i wish None of our players would do that. That's just stupid, especially closers. But uh, I, he hasn't been used a ton this year. How many innings has he thrown? Let's see. I'll get back to the stats. Uh, uh, let's see. Where's it? Uh, sorry, where's it? It's got to be on there somewhere. Eight. Yeah, he's um, thrown at least one a week. Not that many. That's not a so ton, Austin though. Miller, so Austin Miller is one point one four ERA, and a, he's, he's doing well. A a whip below. Point nine. And look, Austin Miller's thrown twenty three innings. Like he's he's been the go to guy. Yeah, because like the no Mike yeah, doesn't have anybody else. Eighty one. No, Connor Green at fifteen inning. Connor Green's been uh really well, good. Yeah, as well, yeah, it's, it's been it's been pretty much just been the starting pitcher than either Austin Miller they or need, Connor Green. They need That's... Max. They need Max Tiofi to step up. They need um, Taylor Broadway to step up. And if Zach Phillips is is gonna. Be in the bullpen. We're gonna need him to eat up some innings at some point and not get destroyed like he did. And his, you know, his confidence has to be just completely destroyed at this point. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, Roth actually looks like he's like he's coming back. And there's rumors that uh, that he, Greer, Greer Holston is recovering from his injuries, so maybe he could do something uh, to contribute here. But I think Roth looked much better uh, against Missouri this past weekend. Obviously, he's got a big ERA, but I think that's just from some early outings. Um, this team looks like a fifteen and fifteen SEC team on stat sheet. Yeah, I think that's fair. They're three and three right now, so so far it's it's tracking the best teams they've played. Uh, they got shut down by ECU and they lost two games at Louisville um, this weekend. Going to Arkansas is is going to be better than either of those teams. You would think um, it's going to be a huge test. Like I said, they could easily get swept. So. We're gonna find out, you know. It, maybe, maybe some players step up. You still, I mean, Thomas Dillard still has what nine home runs, and like we mentioned, uh, Tyler Keenan has seven and forty RBIs. Like they got some leaders, you would think, on the offensive side. So you know, maybe they can, maybe they can loosen up a little bit through the middle of the schedule. I was gonna say uh, they got a chance here after Arkansas. You get Florida at home. You get Kentucky at home. You can write the ship a little bit there before you have to play A and M. Uh, and then I think state, I clicked off the schedule, but I, you know, we'll, we'll see. All you can do is keep watching and keep fielding, uh, very depressed text messages from West End. If you're me, Oh, they play at Auburn after Kentucky, uh, and then A&M and then at LSU and they get state in Oxford and then at Tennessee to the end the season. So, you know, I, there's definitely, I think reasons to watch. I'm enjoying watching guys like Dillard. Uh, although, like I said, Dillard's been tight and slumping lately. His average has dropped way down. Um, but I still believe he can turn it around. He's a he's a great hitter. Um, I I really need them to clean the defense up. I just that's the most frustrating thing for me. Errors at shortstop, Cockrell in right field, uh, just stupid errors in the infield. Adams can make some errors when he plays second base. Uh, you know that's just that's that's not going to win many games if you're a shitty defensive team. So this is what it is. Looks like the game on Friday is uh, on ESPNU, and the game on Saturday is on SEC Network. So just uh. For the record, there. 
Well, you know, I've been on the uh, Bianco hate train, but I'll you tell you who we should get if he doesn't work out. And I'm not going to say Dan McDonald, so don't go there. Well, he's not coming. <laughs> he's not coming. Well, so. I know that, and that's stupid to think we can get him. Yeah. That's pretty dumb. I, what, what, what I would do is I would go and talk to some of the assistants at either t- – ECU under Jim Slosnagel or uh, Virginia. There's a couple of assistant coaches that are on the rise that are like considered like elite in college baseball. I, I would just, talk to one of them. I don't think Ole Miss fans are going to be happy with hiring an assistant unless it's and, and why would you, you go the assistant route? Hire Godwin. Hire Godwin. Why not? I mean, that's obviously yeah. That's what I'm going to say. Like, that's what Ole Miss fans are going to say. Yeah, I mean, I mean, why not? Why wouldn't you talk to an elite I still, I assistant? I still think that that Bianco is going to do what, just what, enough what, to retire Ole Miss. What, where do you rank the? Job, Wes. Like in the SEC or overall in the country or overall. both. I mean, top I think it's 20, like top twenty. Yeah, I would say like I would, you know, maybe like thirteen or fourteen. Like yeah, at, at highest, I would say anywhere from fifteen to twenty, probably because uh, of the scholarships. Top twenty job, and you're gonna go hire an assistant. He's Wes. Well, Wes believes in gambling and, and and getting a big payoff, but there's a good chance you hire an assistant that's shit. I, I mean, mean tomorrow okay so i was saying the the hitting coach at uva is like one of the best coaches college considered one of the like he's there he's on that level he's considered one of the best hitting coaches in college baseball in virginia you talk to him you talk to the pitching coach well, TCU. Is the hitting coach <laughs> i mean I, that's okay that'd be great i don't think he's gonna leave virginia unless it's for a head gig Go to hire a damn well, I don't. This is thing, John. What I'm saying is he's not going to leave. He's not going to leave. I think Godwin's yeah, probably the floor and the ceiling. Honestly, I think it's probably going to be like a Godwin level hire. Godwin in a case of Vaseline, we got ourselves a team. Let's go. Fine. Yeah, so fine, there you go. That's my next point. It's like you should talk to him because he was the one that told Bianco to chill the hell out. Yeah. Yeah. Get everybody to loosen their butthole, their sphincters, and you know we went to Omaha. And like obviously, um, obviously, Godwin's playing at his alma mater, right? But it's not; it's still ECU. It's not the SEC. Um, well, I think I, honestly, I think if he gets him to Omaha, he'll probably he probably leave for another like big, like Power Five, like base, big baseball program. Yeah, like, so I, even more willing. The thing about than, the job is, I think it's 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 obviously top five in support and attendance. I think it's probably top five in facilities. The reason it's a fifteenth job in the country is the scholarships. scholarships. Yeah, the scholarships are tough. You're obviously you're in the hardest division in the country. Uh, but that also means you know you have the RPI help and you also have the uh, the fan support. So yeah, I would, I would say it's is, like fifteenth. I, I want to find somebody too that can effectively, obviously, like the scholarship thing is 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 the issue. But I also want to find somebody that can go out and scout and find like more like dug in the cases to fill a roster with yeah well you know what i mean like 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 from top to bottom a 35 man roster i want that obviously you can't use everybody but mm-hmm. i want like you know obviously some of the guys aren't going to get a full party 11.7 but you'll still have guys well, that, are I think, on roster that are able to pay their way in figure out really figure out what state does figure out what state does because they don't miss a beat they go to the college world series with the interim coach they hire a random guy from what Indiana, and they, they oh, no, have like he, they have like uh, two losses. He's really good though because he was an assistant. He was an assistant under McDonald at yeah, Louisville for a few is, years. Yeah. He's he's, he's so, a really good coach. Whatever state is doing, try to figure that out as far as roster building because obviously their roster is sick. The success they've had under all these different coaches. Uh, well, I just want I just years. want like a deep. I just want year after year. I get so frustrated because I want a deep bullpen oh, like with guys, a stable oh, guys that you, you can throw in there and trust. You get frustrated with us, and I think they have some of those guys, but we need guys like I said, like Chiaffi to step up. Um, well, I want guys that are coming like with ice in their okay. veins. They got like Caleb Pill. We got like Caleb Pill. We got Caleb. Yeah, Pill. I mean he's going to be good, but he's not going to be good now. I mean he he's is. okay, but he's still a freshman. Like I, I mean I want I want to okay. win with this with these juniors now. Well, I'm, I don't know, I'm I'm I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll see. But if that does happen, like I said, I'm going to work on a punishment for you, Wes, that you have to agree to if these guys do win and go to Omaha because I think it would be funny with uh, how you're all in on that the team sucks. I mean, I, I, the thing is, I, I don't... You would accept that? You would accept going to Omaha and you have to somehow... Oh, Korea? absolutely. God, yes, I would. I'm just saying, like, right now, because the pitch in the bullpen... Overall, it really sucks, and yeah. nobody can really like help well, out in high leverage situations with a couple okay. arms. It's okay. It's like it's okay. You know, it's okay. Mm. Don't get don't get too worked up. It's okay. Also, we're gonna, we're gonna keep watching. What the coach, the baseball coach at UCF, Greg Lovelady, he's really good. Okay, noted. 
noted. But uh, the, the the question is, can we find, this is what I think, why you're really upset was, can we find a Kermit Davis level replacement for Mike Bianco to come in? And that's what I, that's, that's what I said. That's what you're upset you, about. That's that why you're upset. Yes. You think well, they can so do it for basketball? There, is there a state grad coaching a, uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, the guy, the, uh, the well, it's not a state grad, but he was a state coach, right? The guy at Auburn? Butch Thompson. Oh, Butch Thompson. He, he's from uh, Fulton. He's from he's, Itawamba County. He's pretty good. Originally. He's yeah, I know. Good. He coached at Itawamba Junior College for a few years and then bounced around, obviously. Moved up the ranks, got the assistant job at State, and then now head coach at Auburn. But, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a good coach. He's a really good coach. But, obviously, yeah. hiring an SEC coach is not like hiring a Kermit Davis. Um, we need to find a coach that had NCAA problems in his past but is well-respected and uh, gets mid-majors to the tournament. Just follow the exact Kermit blueprint for every sport. And that's what Greg Lovelady's doing at UCF. Well, there you go. Right All right. There you go. That's and your Godwin. that's your Wesson insider tip. And Cliff Godwin. That's your Wesson insider tip. Yeah, he went to – didn't ECU go to Omaha? They just went to the Super Regional. Well, they got – because they played a really, right. really good Texas A&M squad. Right, I mean, they right, they right. like they at least won one game, but they lost the rubber match. Uh-huh. Um, but, I mean, he, they, he was his first, it was his first year at ECU and he got into a Super, which yeah, is crazy. Yeah, ECU. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so he's a that's that's who I definitely think a lot of Ole Miss fans would want. So, and the thing is too, John Cliff Godwin is on the elite. That that assistant at UVA is like the elite. He's on that elite Cliff Godwin esque level, like being an assistant coach that Cliff Godwin was when he was under Mike at Ole Miss. I mean, he's like, you know, he guy. if he's gonna if there's gonna well, be anybody getting a gig in the next I couple still, years somewhere, it's gonna be that guy. I still think that Bianca will do just enough to uh, to retire at Ole Miss 15 years from now, and Lesson will continue being very unhappy. I'm sorry about that, buddy. That's, that's life, though. What can you do? Well, I mean, with basketball, I'll probably just yeah, kind of like, you're right. <laughs> this is a basketball podcast. We're a basketball school. Looking forward to uh, next November, that's for sure. Uh, we decided before the show we're not going to talk about spring football. Uh, John actually forgot that Rich Rodriguez was the offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is fine. There's no shame in that. I have no idea when the Grove Bowl is. Um, I don't know how practice is going. I don't know what the depth chart looks like. It's but, next um, weekend, I believe. If you're into that sort of thing, uh, good for you. Enjoy it. Um, I hope this is a good spring and it's going well for you. I uh, can't really get too excited about it. I don't know. I think obvious reasons, the way the last few seasons have gone. Well, is there a line on the I mean, John's game? not, but. Is there a line on what game? Memphis game. I thought. Uh, I think Memphis yeah, I think there is now. Memphis is favored in every game. I think, including that game. Mm-hmm. I think so. At least, like, what I mean, I don't. I, do what now? What, what were you saying? Go ahead. I, I was saying, like, you know, I understand the apathy. I'm almost there, but I'm, I'm at least like with the coaching hires. It, I'm at least like intrigued. You want to see what they do? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I at least want to see what they do. I mean, the guy that Luke hired to replace John Summerall, I think, is, is pretty solid. It's from, I think he's a good co- uh, it's from North Texas under right, Luttrell. Right, right. And he coached – he was a grad assistant under Muschamp in Texas. No, it's, I think Luke has, has made some interesting good hires. I mean, that's why it kind of sucks that he gets so much freeze baggage, whether it's the coaches or the roster or the NCAA sanctions. Like, freeze has had to deal with everything. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. This sounds – you know, I'm actually like – I'm okay with the Tyro Knicks because I mean, like, think about like, you know, Cody Pruitt and C.J. Johnson, yeah. Sidarius Bird, and Mike Mary and D.T. Shackelford. Like, he recruited all those guys, you know, before the really Bird, after the second Bryant. Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I mean, at least like <laughs> Freeze won with. I, I think Freeze is overall like a better coach than Nut, but I mean, Freeze won with the talent Nut recruited. Yeah. And Tyro Knicks, um, and and the thing is, Tyro Knicks too when he was here, like. Um, he got like we pretty much got all like Moncrief and all those guys like in state like state didn't get anybody. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that you like Ole Miss. C.J. Johnson Brassel. that was a good recruit. Nick Nick Brassel, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tobias, no, Tobias Singleton. Oh, Tobias! I don't know what he's doing these days. I don't mm. know. I don't mm. know. That's a, that's an yeah. interesting thought to leave it on. Um, all right, guys, we will stop there for now. Any closing thoughts, Wesson? Uh, just looking forward to the tournament games this weekend and how crazy the SEC and basketball is going to be with all these new coaching hires. Yeah, I'm looking forward to next year to the watch. SEC for sure. Uh, John, you got any last words for the folks? Rich Rodriguez is our offensive coordinator. Yeah. And uh, uh, Mike McIntyre is the uh, defensive coordinator. It's news to you, huh? Yes, it is. Interesting. Well, <laughs> that's that's something to think about. That's food for thought, guys. Uh, of course, thanks for listening. Uh, head over to our website, lanterchapterdark.com. If you have anything uh, 
you would like published on there. You check out Austin's article. If you want to write something, you got an opinion to share, you can send it my way. Uh, send it to landstarksafterdark at gmail.com and I'll get back with you. Uh, we will not pay you, but we will publish it. and We might even tweet it if uh, it's cool. Um, thanks to Sean Ray for uh, being our webmaster that can help us get this up, up on there. He actually has a really cool WordPress theme going now. It's easy. Even I can make posts on there. It's pretty cool. Drag stuff around. It's fun. Um, of course, thanks to our sponsors, MyBookie and TickSplits. Uh, check them out. Use our codes. Uh, thanks to ArmchairAllAmericans.com. Uh, like I said already, thanks to you if you like the show. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. That would be great. Leave a little review. Help people find the show. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, I guess we'll stop there for now. For John, for Wesson, I'm Justin. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you again next week. Love is a bad word. cars like these on auto trader new cars used cars electric cars maybe even flying cars okay no flying cars but as soon as they get invented they'll be on auto trader just you wait auto trader